Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 43 of No Guitar Is Safe. My name is Jude Gold. I'm thrilled to have you listening, and I'm also really thrilled that Audio-Technica is supporting the show because they made it possible to bring you a fantastic guitar player. Today, we are going to plug in with, jam with, talk shop with one of the most professional, soulful, funky, versatile, badass, and always working with a fat gig guitar players that I know. A guy who just rocked the Super Bowl with Lady Gaga like three days ago, Mr. Tim Stewart. listening to Tim's new band, Knives. I love this band. They are, they are so funky, but with that hard edge, also features Lady Gaga's other guitar player, Rick Tillo. Gotta thank again Audio-Technica for bringing us Tim today, because they've really supported the show, and you really might want to check out the E70. It lists for $3.99. It's their top-of-the-line in-ear monitoring headphones. Wow. Three balanced armatures. That means you've got full range and full clarity on every frequency. From the fairy dust down to the funk in the trunk on the bottom, the bass. You know what I'm saying? It's also got a moldable cable, like all the E-Series headphones. That means the thing stays locked in your skull as you jump off the drum riser <laughs> doing the flying splits. You might want to check out the E-50, too. It's half the price at $199. great piece of gear that many many professionals are using and guess what you don't even need to have custom molded pieces anymore that used to be the norm but now a lot of people actually are perfectly happy when they use one of the four different size custom memory foam ear tips that come with each e-series offering be sure to find the one that works for you there's also the e40 which is just 99 bucks if you want to get in the game that's got a dual phase push pull driver and it does really well I really recommend checking these out. Again, head to guitarplayer.com slash Tim Stewart to throw your name in the hat to win the top of the line E70. That's guitarplayer.com slash Tim Stewart for a chance to win. So, yeah, I am such a fan of Tim's. We're going to talk to him about playing the Super Bowl, and we're also going to talk to him about this great new band of his, Knives. God, I love these jams. And there is one point where we talk about in-ear monitors, and I actually try to hook them up with some audio technicas. They didn't require that I do that. I just like to hook up my friends, so that is coming from a genuine place when you hear that later. I just love how versatile Tim is. Yes, he plays with Lady Gaga. He's also rocked stadiums all over the world with Rihanna. also a producer and a writer. He's done so much stuff, including stuff with like his good friend Monty Newble, the producer and keyboardist who incidentally will make a cameo on this show later in the episode. Done a lot of stuff with Tricky Stewart, Rodney Jerkins, played guitar, co-written stuff for Angie Stone. got a 
degree in classical guitar, I believe, from Hayward State University, near where he grew up in the Bay Area. Kind of where I grew up, actually. I grew up over in Berkeley, San Francisco. We're going to meet up with him today at his great studio over in the North Hollywood Burbank area. It's wonderful because it's just so damn L.A. It's like there's cafes around, tables right in front of the windows, and you walk in the door, and it's one of those secret doors, and boom, all this recording stuff happening on the other side. And it gets a little loud sometimes because there's people on the other side in one of these other rooms. Later, when uh, we were walking out, I found out that uh, Eric Estrada, otherwise known as Ponch from Chips, came through. So you're going to hear some chattering. I'm not sure why he was there. I can't remember, but... He was hanging out for a second in the other room and people were hanging out and taking pictures and I, I don't know what. It's just one of those only in LA kind of things. But Tim, man, I just, you know, I met him at this audition for American Idol's house band to be the house guitarist. We'll get into that story. I've just been such a fan of Tim since the moment I met him because I can tell instantly that he's just a killer guitar player. You know how it is? Like someone, they pick up a guitar. Like here's what happened the second Tim first turned on his amplifier. <laughs> That's from the interview you're about to hear. It's just like the second someone plays, you hear that and you go, wow, that is just a great guitar player right there. I just always get that thrill when I hear a fantastic guitar player, and I'm even more thrilled when I can sit down with them and bring you the interview. So let's plug in with Tim. You're going to hear him playing his TMG Telecaster-inspired guitar through a cool pedal board. A lot of cool stuff on there, although it's not his main pedal board because his main one is still in freight coming back from Houston from Super Sunday from the big game. And he's plugged into a cool little Supro combo. Small combo, I really want one of those. And he hooks me up with a Fender amp, a little blues tweed combo. Thank you, I'm just going guitar, cable, OCD from full tone, distortion pedal, and we jam. I love how funky Tim is. Just listen to the first lick that he plays, a little tenor line on top of my funk chords as we head over to Tim's studio just over the hill. Let's fire up the copter. Thank you. 
I'm sure we'll do many more jams. Fucking you sound so great. That's you, man. I've been a fan of yours since our crazy audition where we met. And I, that, I'm not good with years. I've been a few years ago. And I want to get back to that story because yeah, that was yeah. kind of a funny afternoon. It was interesting for me, at least. Yeah. I love crazy audition stories. But I wanted to just jump right in and uh, sure. congratulate you on playing one of the most insane guitar gigs that probably oh, yeah, anyone man. has ever played. It was crazy, man. I think you hold a record right now in terms of playing the... Biggest production probably ever. Yeah, it was insane, man. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. When did a you guys find out you were playing the Super Bowl? Um, late last year at some point. I think uh, we were in promo with, uh, with Gaga, and it was in the works, but I think she, I don't know, she told us late last year that it was really going to happen. Uh-huh. So we got excited, man. I was, I was looking forward to it. It was a lot of work, a lot of preparation, but it was amazing, man. Now, what kind of preparation goes into that gig? Like months ahead of time? Where, where, where yeah. You, uh, what did the email say? Well, initially, it's just trying to figure out what songs she was going to do. I think that's what she was going through and and how... I mean, it's only 12 minutes, and she has a lot of number ones, a lot of big songs that people want to hear and that she want to perform, but you have to do a super medley, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was good, man. I don't know. I had so fun, who's, dude. Who's the MD of Forgaga? Uh, right now, Michael Bearden. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, does he send you out of once a mix is finalized? Like, I hear a medley, and that's been edited together of how the songs are going to go, or something. Or? Yeah, I mean, he he basically, I think the majority of, of the early stages had was had to do with um, the set list. You know what I mean? Once we had that some kind of, you know, in some kind of good shape to start with, then we started running the songs, and you know, a lot of those songs we hadn't played in maybe two or three years so he How does them off how many songs were in the medley? Uh, I think seven six or seven yeah, that's crazy so now where did you guys rehearse like, uh, we rehearsed in center staging cool just like on a regular old they have big rooms there and they also have stages where you just like on one of the floors oh well, the beginning part was just music for us so yeah. it was just us no dancers um, right. Gaga was there a little bit but mainly just us trying to learn the songs again and learn them in the new the new order you know that's me buzzing shit. Oh no, it's all good. I learned them in the new order, and you know, we added little things here and there, and um, but then we moved to a bigger sound stage, and dancers arrive, and all the other things starts happening, you know. But it's good, man. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's great fun, man. I, the band is amazing, and Michael did an amazing job. You know, we're it's a really good environment, man. and she's incredible, of course. I mean, she's just like, she, she, yeah, I don't know, it's a weird combination of like being really good at what you do but being willing to take chances too you know which I don't think exactly. you find that much anymore you know good point well I certainly would like, love to talk more about her but tell me when did you get onto the actual stage that you were going to use in Energy Stadium um, and get a chance at Energy Stadium <laughs> so was that like the day before the Super Bowl no a it was a couple days. days before a couple days before um, we had like kind of a mock stage here in yeah. LA and then uh, we rehearsed a couple days in Houston on a mock stage and then we went to NRG for about so three or four days before. They have it set up in the middle of the stadium? Yeah. So then you kind of get familiar with it. It looks like you guys were up in a... So the other guitar yeah. player is Ricky Tillo. Yeah, Ricky Tillo, man. That's the... Ricky Tillo. And he's in, he's in my band. We're in a band together called Knives, and that's he's incredible, man. Yeah. Now, um, I can't wait to hear more about how you came up with Knives, too, because that shit is just crushing. Oh, uh, thank I you, man. It. it speaks a lot, really close to my heart, some of the way some of that stuff sounds. Reminds me of, like, you know, it's like... Rage meets like Meat Beat Manifesto meets yeah, all man. these different bands that I love. But 
So you looks like you guys, you and Ricky, were in like some girder or something. Yeah, it was like Mad Max type style. We had flames and fire rockets, yeah. all kind of shit happening. But it was fun. Like, and we were on the smallest stage ever. It was probably as big as like, I don't know. We we were just. I think the first couple run throughs was us trying not to fall off. You and or, Ricky. Yeah, trying not to hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> but once we did that, you know, I had a pretty strong stance, man. My legs were so sore. I don't know how I got sore from standing, but <laughs> I just didn't want to fall, man. You got sore from not falling. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, yeah, it was it was crazy. We uh, just yeah. just being involved in something that that big is, is. What was the hype like leading up to it? The couple days. I mean, you're in town. Everything's the energy's yeah. building. Yeah, we you know a, a lot of your Instagram's blowing up. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was just rehearsals. Honestly, yeah. the beginning stages. Was, I mean, once we got to Houston, the first part of the week was just rehearsing and how many times did you run through the set on stage in the, in the man, stadium quite a few times man i mean it takes a lot yeah. to do it but we did it quite a few times um each day you know and it's only 12 minutes but just to get set up for that yeah. is insane now, how many times did you do it with her entering on the cables from the top uh a few times now did they film her uh the main part where she's on top with all the drones behind her doing all the yeah, graphics in the That's, sky. That, that crap was crazy, man. Like the, uh, the drones, dude. The drones. I was like, because I can't really see the drones. And I can't even really, you know, obviously I couldn't yeah. see above what was happening. Yeah. But after I saw that, I was like, man. I mean, the Super Bowl is a spectacle. And it's a, a lot spectacle, of us, yeah. I like it just because of that. Like, you know, what are they going to do? What's the new technology going to be? Who's yep. going to show? Who's going to walk on the carpet? What kind of, who's yeah. going to have the best commercial? Yeah. I'm totally into the whole thing. I'm also a football fan, which oh, I yeah. guess That game helps. was insane, dude. And uh, yeah, that that was one of, that was the, you not only played one of the craziest productions at halftime, but you played probably the craziest For sure. game ever. I mean, I've seen some pretty crazy close games, but that comeback, obviously. It was amazing. Unprecedented. Yeah, it was crazy. Although man. I would like to say Joe Montana once came back more points, 28, but yeah. <laughs> that was a regular season game. It <laughs> was the Super Bowl. That's the but big, I gotta man. props I mean, to Joe, because he's my guy. <laughs> yeah. And you're from and the Jerry Bay Area. Rice. Yeah. 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 Montana and Jerry Rice, man, yeah. But Definitely. yeah, he came back 25 points in that game. Incredible game. But you're sitting there. Now, yeah. I know how it is, too, when you work for a, a superstar, too. You you know, you you can't always just tell oh, every no. single detail. You can't tell any. I, I, it's funny in those kind of jobs like that, um, the uh, NDA is pretty serious on what you can say and can't say and what you can do. Like, we really don't have phones around in rehearsals. Yeah. But that's a lot of artists, you know. But I, I get it, man. I mean, yeah. they don't uh, want like rehearsal shots. And they want and that, that to be a safe zone, and that's like, look, I want to come here and just do music today. So I don't want to be because they get interviewed and pictures yeah. taken all the time. So do a lot of these artists have like a no phones in rehearsal period rule? Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. definitely frowned upon. I think I anywhere. Know, I know there'd be no pictures or videos. Yeah. Or is it like? Yeah, for the most part, I, yeah. I think it's just not. I mean, on your break, you can do whatever you want. But if we're in there working, then you definitely don't want to see a dude. It's like. Scrolling, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. hey buddy, what you doing, man? No Facetime, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's yeah. a part of it, man. You sign a big, actual long paper NDA. Oh yeah, always. That's what yeah. everybody though nowadays, yeah, yeah. man. Which is weird, man. I think it, in pop music right now and music in general, it's just a it's like a strange place to be in with social media and and because I grew up without it. You right. know, and I grew up, you just go play the show, you play the, you're there for the music, but I don't know, there's yeah. so many other elements now that 
that they have to deal with. It, I think it's, it's gotten weird. about as crazy as it can get, which is that anyone can be live from anywhere on earth at any second. At any so second, yeah. That's, we're, we've hit the zenith the, of it. Yeah, we've hit the pinnacle, bro. <laughs> Every site, whether you're on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Periscope, you can be live. It's insane, dude. I don't yeah. know. I I don't know. I just I'm still not accustomed to it because I think it's a thing, a generational thing. Like I didn't grow up yeah. with it, so I, you know, like my daughter, she, she works my phone for me. She can like she knows how to do all the stuff. I'm just yeah. Like man, I don't know how to do this talk on it, bro. Oh, it's just, you're lucky you have kids, man. It's like hey, can you uh, defragment my hard drive? Yeah. Sure, dad, no problem. But can I go to that movie later? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was true though. It's crazy, so, uh, man. Now. Was Gaga at all nervous about? I mean, did she ever talk about these that crazy trapeze thing? I mean, that's pretty... yeah, yeah. She's definitely nervous. I mean, th- what's awesome about her though, like I said, is she's yeah. really willing to take chances, you know, and really, I think that's the thing is that always intrigued me about her. And she's an amazing person, so nice and like welcoming and and really knowledgeable about music, all kinds of music. Yeah. Um, but it's her like kind of, you know, I'm gonna do what I want type thing which i think is absent in a lot of music you know i think yeah. i think most people i wouldn't say most people but the predominant thought is like i whatever i can do to sell the record and stay in the safe zone you know what i mean stay i think commercial same commercial yeah and I, viable and she's she's always taking chances man she's, i know i mean we have i don't even know if we have time to even get into her new album but that was kind of a chance too because that's that's like, a big chance i mean I, and i you know and she's playing guitar now and she doesn't want to like she wants to be able to do it and whether it's great or not great it's like man it's the yeah. moment i want to play right now and that's what i want to do yeah. i'm like man that's commendable you know because a lot of people yeah. are scared whether they'll offend yeah. somebody or they'll offend their fan base or well, that's what I love about her too. You know, there's a certain honesty, and like she's a real musician. You, you know, you can see when she puts her hands on the piano, sure. she's a real player. She's she is. real vibrato in her voice. For sure, man. Really singing and yeah. doing what you know, taking risks like that. That was really the best halftime performance I've seen since Prince, who did the yeah. same thing. You know, he's up there, he's playing like all along the Watchtower at yeah. his halftime show. <laughs> yeah. so that's... He didn't have to play a Dylan song, right? I fucking love that. I yeah, know. man. And, and that was you know, me you know, too, the, man. The other great halftime show i think oh man <laughs> incredible in the rain that shit was amazing i saw my friend cora her, yeah. cora played drums for him during that and my friend josh but I, I ran to cora in houston we were talking about that i was like yeah. dude that was the most incredible fucking halftime <laughs> and i love pop music too man I, re- I have a total sweet tooth like to me some of the coolest guitar riffs could be a synth riff like it's, uh, it's true man like uh um poker face that is a dope ass riff right? yeah <laughs> Let's play a little bit of that. Yeah, for something. Sure. I don't know how you find. You ever? Do you ever just jam on this shit? <laughs> I mean, we play it so much. Now, what what is your part that you normally play on, on that? On this one, I do the. Uh... Chorus riff is crazy. I That's the. That's on the chorus. Yep. Yep. All right, let's try this together. One, two, three. <laughs> 
then it goes into. Yeah. No, that's a different song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, that's fun. You guys ever just like just stretch out at sound checks the band stuff? Uh, yeah, or? you know, I mean, me yeah. and Ricky, we've we've made all kind of like. I think as the tours go on, yeah. we just continually add stuff, man. Yeah. And, I love you it. know, I'm, we just have guitar harmonies all day. We call it, you know, guitar harmonies. We oh, think yeah, we're like in the Scorpions. <laughs> like, we just have them, or the, you know, Eagles. Like, I think yeah. every song we have a guitar harmony in, it's, it's kind of like sweet. a running joke, but we love it. What's an example? Can you show me one part and I play the Man, other part? Man, shoot, I got to think of one. Here. What song is that on that you just That's played? That's in Bad Romance. That's the end of it. Yeah. Cool. How do you play? Can you try that? Yeah. Yeah, That's I can awesome. barely get through it now. <laughs> well, you, gotta, you, know, you get fired up on that stage, so. Yeah. And you guys do that in harmony, sort of? Or? Yeah, yeah. He has a whole other harmony part. I forget what it is. Dude, uh, I'd love to hear that sometime. So take us back, man. Um, Gaga's upstairs, ready to like drop. She's up there. Where are you standing? You're like, they're, 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 it's amazing that you know they're doing the Terry and and the guys are Terry Bradshaw are doing the thing, and I can see them putting the stage up. That's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like how quickly they put that whole thing. It's, it's like in minutes, dude. Like because we're already out there, kind of just standing and waiting. I mean, they they bring us out there maybe about five minutes. And they, five months before, and they just put that whole thing together that fast. And every time we rehearse it, we rehearse it, get off the stage, they would break down, pull the shit out, bring it back in, <laughs> set it up again. Like, so they had like they were hundreds drilling. of people doing that too. Yeah. Like ants, like fast, worker ants. Dude. And it's the speaker, it's the PA, it's the whole deal, it's everything. It's not just like the, these little stage parts. It's yeah, like, yeah. and all that has pyro. I yeah. mean, it's all kind of things happening. And it's yeah, all fast, that shit. dude. I was amazed. I was just kind of watching them like, wow. But by the time we get on the stage, it's literally like, one, you hear the click, one, two. So three. you step on, you're barely even plugged in. Yeah, and then, ta, 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 then we're in. So you're up there. Now, what are you running through on your little steel girder with the flames around you, trying not to fall off, you and Ricky? What are you running through? What kind of rig? Um, or, Man, honestly, man, or, I'm just plugged in. Like, we... we or is it like... I was, my next question, of course, is how much of the guitars were live? I, the vocals seem like they were the very live. The vocals are live. I, and most of everything else is not live because yeah. that's just how it is. That's how it is nowadays. But yeah. I, I give it's funny that nowadays we give massive props to a, a singer who will actually sing live. Like, Isn't wow, she sang live. Yeah. Props. You yeah. Know? <laughs> when uh when a lot of Super Bowls it's all lip sync. Yeah. You know? So at she, least that's she she wouldn't have done it. Like that's her thing. She's like, Yeah, 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 I'm not gonna do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but we the majority of the stuff is pre recorded. So we were in the studio. You, I don't know if this is too. Uh, you know, let me know if I'm prying too much into this. Yeah. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> All right. And I know because a great thing is being presented, like kind of like the Wizard of Oz. That's a great thing up there. Right. But are, do you actually have a guitar rig up there, or are you just? Is it just pretty we much? We are campers. 
So you yeah. got your Kempers and you're Just playing. in case. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're playing the parts that we recorded. Oh, so you do have a rig. Yeah. yeah. But we, we use the Kempers because I, I think, um, I forget where we were. I did this uh, Victoria's Secret thing with her. And um, that was supposed to be fully pre-recorded because they didn't want any, nothing like Bruno did it. Everybody does it. It's all just it's yeah, a, yeah. models. That's what people want to see. Luckily, I didn't even bring a guitar, I don't think. I think I was flying from someplace else, and they had... Like, Backline guitar. I was like, man, I'm not playing. So, <laughs> so what, did, what did you have them bring? Just like um, I forget, like a telly, and I ended up playing this guild. Uh, not a guild, not yeah. a guild, a Gretsch. I ended up playing Gretsch. But yeah. we had a rig there just in case, and at the end, last moment she was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, I think I want you to play a solo. And so oh, sweet. I was like, cool, I didn't bring any of my stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So we had to like real fast dial all the thing in. Gotta be ready. You might yeah. be, you never know when you might be soloing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, so at that point everybody's like, you know, we should be ready for anything. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh but most yeah, it's a it's it's a pre recorded situation, you know what I mean? And there's some cool like guitar stuff on the on the new record, like like yeah, AO, is that she had um uh Josh Homey from uh Queens yeah, play some Stone stuff H. and then uh Mark Bronson played some stuff. Yeah. Um She's got a cool vibe. In yeah, she's great. She yeah, she's awesome, man. And she, I think she put, might have played some of the stuff on there too, honestly. So you're up there. What's it like when the first note hits and and I mean the stadium goes dark and what what tell us put us in your shoes. It's 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 a uh, I mean the whole moment is pretty crazy, man. There's just so many people there, you know. Yeah. And I've done a few a few stadium runs with different artists. But th- I think this was like a I don't know, man. It's kind yeah. of surreal. It was kind yeah. of a surreal moment, man. And it was not necessarily about playing for me. It was yeah. more just like uh, just the overall production and seeing mm-hmm. the people and being the, the energy in the room is I could just been yeah. standing there I, it, it was amazing you know so it was exactly. a definitely a memorable memorable experience what do you man. think would surprise guitar players the most about doing that gig if they've never done a big giant stadium production like that on national TV I don't know like I don't know I think it was weird for me is that I, you know I've done a few like the last year with Rihanna we did a stadium run I did a stadium run with, with Gaga it's a lot of people man I think I don't know. I, I, there's a definitely a, a some kind of difference, I guess. Like there's an energy level, like excitement level, but then there's also like kind of a you're almost a disconnect in a you're way. You're almost so distant from the crowd. Yeah. So it's more like for me, it was more like me and Ricky, and then watching Gaga, and then like you know the dancers involved. We had spent like the last yeah. months together, so it was more of like a a family thing. I think that's the the thing I took away from it more is like. Everybody that yeah. was involved for that month or two months was just, we were so excited to finally do it, what we've been working on, and, you know. I think yeah, that's cool. pretty much what yeah. it is in general. Yeah, when, I, like, when I look at all the tours and different things, I always think about the people that I was with, like the crew or the, the band or 
You so know, much teamwork involved. It is, man. It's really your family, especially if you tour. It's, that's your family away from home, you know. You know, yeah. everybody has kids and wives and girlfriends at home, and they're, they miss them. So we kind of, like, all end up bonding over that and, you know, playing music together. And it's, it's, it's a real family thing at the end yeah. of the day. It kind of, like, transcends music. I think that's the thing that most people maybe right. don't understand. Yeah, it's, you it's know. A- separate life it's people you care about so much and yeah that feeling yeah man it's it's interesting dude i it's think like being on a spaceship kind of on a mission it really is man because you're really like away from everything it's like you know even like today i came back yesterday and i'm just trying to get back to normal you know like yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out okay it, it, for me it's really weird because i mean i did this uh, thing with rihanna we did the the made in america which was in a, she headlined the Made America in Philly. It was like, there was so many people there. I don't even, it's just a big festival with all kinds of people. And I don't know, I don't know how many people were there, like 50 or 60,000, something like that. And uh, I did that. The next day, I was at the grocery store buying stuff for my kids' lunch, you know. So I think that the difference between those two are, are, I don't know, it's really interesting to me. I like it though, you know? Yeah. Cause it's two separate experiences, but two things that I love, you know, just, just totally two things I love. Dimensions, though. but yeah, you love them equally. Yeah, right, right. it's 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 interesting, man. Do you guys get moments, you and Ricky, like in in the Gaga set, like on a headlining show, full set? You get some good guitar moments. Oh right? yeah, a lot. You know, with her, we we have man, quite a few spots where we're just playing full out. I mean, it's really for me and Ricky, it's a rock show because all the treatments of the songs, we we just fucking play loud and you know solo and yeah put heavy parts underneath what's an example of because there possibly Mm. I could play some more you show or show me what you do on top of it man I gotta think of some of these songs even like Just Dance I guess we we end up doing something on the end of that one the songs we yeah, you rock them out yeah even like a
playing from the second I first met you. Now, I never really talked to you about that audition that was funny though, so yeah. I got a call from Barry Squire, the great guy around town here. He's mm-hmm. always headhunting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, American Idol house band is looking for a new guitar player. They're holding auditions. Mm-hmm. So I went down there, it was like a Tuesday afternoon at one. Ray Chu's a band leader. Mm-hmm. Great, great dude. Amazing uh, musician and and so, yeah, I walk in, there's some great guitar players in the room. Rafael Moreira is there. And, yeah, Hoffa. Uh, Hoffa yeah. to his friends. And Hayden Merringer, I just met yeah, him there. he's insane. Hayden's crazy. Great young player <laughs> in One Direction. And uh, and you were there. Just crushing. Oh. We're just sitting around. running. It was funny. It was, I remember when Ray walks in the room, he's like, okay, everybody, gather around. Now, listen. If any of y'all don't read music right now, just raise your hand. <laughs> So yeah. uh, how did your audition go when you went in there? That it was day? pretty bad, bro. Like, I'm not, what, I'm not a good like? auditioner, though. I got, I, it was, I don't know. I think, I don't know, man. I just, I, I was, I think I just wasn't really feeling it too much. I don't know. Yeah. I forget what we played. I don't even know what we played. I think my friend Rex was playing, and I've known Rex a long time. Playing so drums? Good, yeah, yeah, so it was good to see him in there. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad for me, though. I'm pretty sure I, I crashed and burned on the sight reading part. I felt like I was back in school. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know this song, bro. It's but, one of those things, too, because you walk in there, and it's a really cramped room. you got all these band members, the full band. Yeah. And you're trying to you know, And that guitar in. setup was terrible. The I guitar think setup, yeah. Like you're shoved in the corner. There's barely terrible. room to put down a pedal. Yeah. Of course, I don't know about you, but I brought a pedal board just to, like, nah, have, some, I forgot. <laughs> have some options. <laughs> yeah. And you know the musicians are like kind of on their phones. They're just kind of look like they're oh, another yeah. guitar player. They're like you know they they're scrolling as yeah. you say. And uh, but yeah, my sight reading thing was. I mean, there's there's so much to to sight reading. Like I can sight read some stuff and yeah, pretty well. And first he showed me a a country jam they were doing here. Like let's do a country vibe. Mm. And he showed it to me, and I remember, I was like, I have pretty good capo chops. I'm like, mm. oh, that's a capo. Yeah. And I put the capo on the right fret and, you know, it had some kind of open string lick or something. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, it's like you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, like okay. He's like, I impressed him with that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got that. All right, listen. And then, so I kind of memorized the song and play. And then he gave me the chart to read. But then, so I'm like, in my brain, I'm like half reading it, but half going off the memory of what I just heard. Right. And then that just totally fucked me yeah. up. <laughs> like, either just go off what you remember right. or read the page. Yeah. And that's something that an experienced sight reader would have known how to deal with. You got right. your one brain dealing with what you just learned. For sure. Your other brain looking at the page. So that's that's where I just kind of fucking ate it. I don't know. That that kind of stuff for me is is always weird because. I mean, I do I, I do know a few great sight readers, man. I think yeah. that's a that's a that's an incredible skill. But I do know that like, I know that that music was not written down. Like some guy played that riff and came up with it. Right, right. Use his ears and played it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard. I'd rather learn it that way, you know? Well said. And most of those gigs are like, dude, here's the music, learn it. It's not like, yeah. okay, here it is, you know? It's, well, no, that's not really how it's done in that in that environment, you know? So Dem- true. 
it's a you got to be able to pound those songs in your head. Yeah, I mean it's like a James trying trying to sight read a James Brown part. It's the you know the part comes naturally because you feel where it is supposed to be. But if you're trying to read that super syncopated guitar part, yeah. it, it would fucking take me forever to learn it. Well, at least you only need to read the one bar, and then it's just a repeat sign for ninety eight. Yeah, for ninety eight bars, that's true. <laughs> but that one bar would take you forever. You know yeah, what I mean? But it's yeah, like, yeah, I don't know, or even like some stuff that we know how to play just naturally you put it on paper yeah. and it just becomes daunting it's like you know i don't know man yeah one thing That's i love thing. about you though and and i think a lot of people don't realize this about a lot of these pop superstars and the bands that they have is there's some legit players you are a legit player man you play changes you do all this stuff oh, a lot of different Thank styles you. produce right yeah definitely even though some of these songs might be very simple at face value Mm-hmm. The bands are just crushing. Yeah, great the, musicians. I mean, I have so many good friends and 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 people that I've met through the years playing with different pop and R and B artists, and it, there's some incredible musicians out there. I know. You know, I say like you're playing with Chris Dave, the great drummer. Yeah, I Where'd played you with meet Chris him? for. Uh, man, I met Chris. Man, it's been ten or twelve years ago. I was working with Rodney Jerkins at the time, and we went to Rodney's. Ronnie's mom had this um, like gospel luncheon or something, so we we all went. And um, at that day, I met Chris and I met Joe Wilson, yeah. who's an amazing musician. He's the one who hired me for uh, the Gaga gig initially. Um, years later, yeah, but um, man, these guys are just yeah, just incredible, incredible players, man. But across the board, I mean, most most of the bands, most of the the guys playing behind the artists in country music and. Yeah. And R&B and pop and all that. There's, there's some really incredible, well-rounded guys, you know. And and it's not easy to play that stuff per se because I feel I've, yeah. through the years I've figured out that even though you have a vocabulary and the and the ability to play things, I think the older I get, I realize okay, maybe I don't need to play all that shit. Maybe I need to find my spot, my little pocket, play it, learn the part, and but play the part with some kind of like heart some kind of intensity you know what i mean like it might just be yeah. you know like i said it might just yeah. be that you know uh that just dance thing yeah. you pick it up right away oh, but yeah. it's it's kind of good to play that and not try to play all kind of other things in between oh, it dude there's a, no there's play absolute, it clean yeah. you know what i mean and enjoy it though too you know being locked in the pocket with a great band that's a, one of the biggest joys on the earth that's the best feeling man yeah. playing knowing your spot and knowing how to and that's not to be boring or nothing but, it, but like really knowing where your spot is yeah. and listen to everybody else play and enjoying that's that's really the only way to enjoy it you know even on the uh the rihanna tour i just did i didn't play for half the show because I, really? I think I, I realized at some point that um, I learned this from watching my friend Natural. I don't know if you know Natural. No. He played with Usher for years. Brilliant musician, music director, incredible dude. He um, I used to watch him. He can really play. And I noticed like sometimes he wouldn't play on certain songs. I was like, oh man, okay. I get it because I think the guitar would change the direction of that song and it would change what that song is supposed to be. In you know, in that element, you know, yeah. and you're trying to force yourself onto it all the time. It's maybe not the, so it's right. okay to step back. And I had a, a conversation with the uh, Rihanna's MD, Omar, another incredible musician, incredible music director, it's a amazing guy. And I was like, man, I don't think I want to play on this song. He's like, yeah, I don't hear a guitar on this. Are you cool with not playing on it? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm that's fine. I can just stand up there, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. Let it elicit. Like I'm having a good time. 
That's and amazing, it, yeah, to be yeah. so egoless and to do what's best for... For that song, for, you know, yeah. if the song is like only two, a piano and a drum or a bass, you know what I'm saying, it's only a few yeah. things, and why would I really... I mean, who am I? Like, I'm not trying yeah. to, like, imp, you know, like, I'm going to make this better. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. You know? So. I play with Jefferson Starship, and there's one song that we do sometimes with just piano and vocals. Yeah. And, and for the longest time, I wanted to just stand on the side of the stage and not even be out there. But then I wrote a part to him. It goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it fits it's, perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though, man. <laughs> Even some of those songs, man, like you listen to like some of the parts and they're very simple and very sparse. But man, shit feels good. It feels good, dude. If it's one note, I'm playing one note, I'll play that one note all night. It feels yeah. if it feels right and it's you know, we vibing, you know, and Yeah. You got plenty of other gigs and stuff where you can play more notes or yeah. play your friends or play at a club or whatever. Dude. Stretch out. Yeah, stretching is fun too, man. Yeah. I love that. But I love to hear you play little changes. I mean just something simple, like shit. I don't know, like fucking cantaloupe island or something like that oh man i ain't played changes so long okay let's just we'll play it <laughs> yeah, you, know, it's, I mean, you know i don't know right uh i'm just thinking of a random tune okay yeah i ain't played that for Thank you. 
got any other tips for someone if they're going to back a superstar as a guitar player what are some other things they might got to have to know about like tone mm. sound oh yeah all that stuff is very important i think with anybody like right if you play guitar man tone is a, a big part of it you know i don't think there's any like rules on it for that type of thing though yeah you definitely have to sound good obviously you know you gotta have a good ear for what what uh what fits um specific songs and you know um what things are and what moments are like supposed to be like a really forceful guitar sound and what moments are supposed to be more of like a ethereal type soundscaping thing you know what i mean or you know and and a lot of it is mimicking what's on the records you know and on those parts but then there's this other element too of being able to change things just a little bit just you know a hair you know where are you fits. running on with Gaga for on, um, on a regular headlining show? Uh, Kemper's and we we're using Kemper's and Supros too though. We we have like a couple combos that we use, but uh, the majority of it is going through Kemper's at this point. You know, into your ears, into our ears, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I yeah, for especially no no monitors. No man, that, I, the last like four or five tours I've done, and this was different artists. There, the stages are so clean nowadays in those environments because yeah. there's. You know, there's dancers and there's all kinds of like props and you know there's all kinds of stuff happening so i think yeah. they want to keep the stage as clean as possible what what ears do you use i have uh what are those things called um 
What yeah. the hell is that company is called? I can't think of what it's called right now. Well, you know what? You got to try some Audio Technicas. Yeah. <laughs> I do, man. <laughs> they I got a new. They got a new E series. They're they? great. They they love this podcast and they subscribe oh, okay. to a lot of episodes. So it's definitely. Really, I'll check really them out. Shit. I can't even think of the ones I have. Yeah. Oh, dude. What's that? I can't I'll have it. to hook you up with some uh, yeah. Audio Technicas. That. Yeah, it's yeah, for sure. pretty cool what they got going. It's new, for, you know. They've been making microphones forever, but definitely headphones. But uh, I'll check it out, man. About a year, they're a year into. They have three different levels. I've Maybe. gotten to where that yeah. that almost feels natural too. The 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 yeah. inner thing, especially got a good modern engineer. It's like, man, it feels it feels so, great. Would you say that having a good monitoring engineer is important for your in ears? Oh, so. for sure, man. That's I mean, that's the. I think that's like a huge, huge part of it. You know, they. A good modern engineer knows how to make things sound natural with you know certain reverbs. You don't want everything just dry across the board because that's not how it sounds in the room. I mean, right. there's like a, a natural kind of air in the room, so in my ears, I kind of want to f- hear some of that shit. You know, so yeah. Now, do you get to play on? I know you played on a couple of Gaga tracks. How many tracks do you get to play on uh, on our albums? Yeah, I only really play on the RPAP record. I did like uh maybe played like on six or seven of the songs, something like that. And I played on the song for her uh this song she did called Till It Happens to You. It's like a movie soundtrack song. So I did a couple songs, played a couple songs on her records. You tell me, hold your head up, hold your head up, and be strong. Cause when you fall, you gotta get up, you gotta get up and move on. Tell me how the hell could you yeah. die? And then I played on a, I played on a record by Rihanna. Uh, years ago with Tricky the song called Rockstar there's a bunch of different when I worked for Rodney I played on a lot of pop records at that point like J-Lo Destiny's Child uh yeah. Um, I can't think of any of those right now. I, know, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Brittany. I can't think. Yeah, I did Britney for a while. Um, yes, yeah, the pop thing is weird, man. Yeah. I, I just kind of fell into it. You know, I definitely didn't grow up like listening to pop music. I mean, I, it was kind of a where I grew up. It was I was really into like thrash and hip hop, and you know, the bass has a certain yeah. thing where you're you kind of more attach yourself to stuff that's not in the mainstream you know I think right. that's the Bay Area to me in in, yeah. in a sense you know it's, what part of the Bay Area did you grow up in I grew up in the East Bay I was in Hayward San Leandro kind of around that those yeah, areas yeah. great musicians everywhere man yeah man I'm, I just feel like uh, yeah it's loud as fuck out there always. Well, I can't tell if it's the cafe outside or if it's inside the studio either way it always sounds that way <laughs> it's all fine with me yeah yeah but yeah man I I don't know. I think I think that growing up there really uh, uh, influenced how I play, how I approach things. You know, so I think the pop thing was all a bit weird for me. But then I realized the f- first real big pop gig I did was Jessica Simpson. That was like 2000 or something like that. Yeah. And at that same gig, 
yeah, I met my friend, my like one of my best friends in the world, Monty, who is like Monty Nubel, this incredible sound design keyboard player. Played with everybody, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, yeah. like uh, Dr. Dre, Rihanna. Like he's played with everybody. And then I met um, my friend Dean Pleasance, who is started Infectious Grooves. And he plays with Suicidal Tendencies. So I'm like standing with a dude that plays with Suicidal, who I was a huge fan of, I still am, and great friends with, the, uh, uh, on playing for Jessica Simpson, like straight right. up pop stuff. Like it's crazy, man. Once again, your world is split in half with two different things. Yeah. It's, That's great. But it's interesting, man. At the end of the day, I say it's all music, man. I've come to like kind of break down some, some like, you know, you can become real opinionated at some points in your life about music, you know. But at this point, I'm probably the most open I've ever been, man. I love pop music. I love electronic music. If it, Even if it's a song where, I mean, to really make a good song is not easy. You yeah. know, to make anything is not easy, you know. To play, even if it's, like, I love punk rock. I grew up on punk rock, too, man. It's like, you listen to that stuff. Most people be like, man, that sounds terrible. I'm like, no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, right. it's incredible, you know? So, uh, the energy is energy, man. Energy is energy, man. Love that R and B stuff you do work.
So uh, let's go to totally extreme now, and okay. let's listen to a track from Knives. Just so sure. you're so dynamic. You're doing that one minute in life, and then the next minute in life, you're doing your new band Knives, which is Knives, man, which I love. What what song should we start with? Just to play a track right now. Can you play one? What do you um, think is a good one to demonstrate your? The, I mean, I just listened to the first few tracks. I listened to the whole album last night. Amazing, man. Thank you. It's crushing. Like uh, fine print is. Yeah, we can sick. do fine print, man. Yeah, yeah. That was the first song that we did. You know, it's, it's funny how it came about. We were Ricky and I. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I grew up like I saw. Grew up with an older sister. Uh, she was five, five or six years older than me. Into like thrash metal, like all the heavy stuff, you know. And I just started playing, and I was so affected by that that style of music. What was she um, listening to? Um, at that time, it was like Death Angel, Forbidden, Testament, of course, Metallica, Megadeth, you know, all, all those bands, Exodus. And that music really, really affected me. And she took me to see Testament when I was like maybe 15. And that's the first time I saw Alex Conan play, and I was like, man, this guy's an animal. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to do what he does. Like, uh, But were yeah, you, man. Were you playing guitar at that point? I was, yeah. I started when I was like 12 or 13. What made you want to pick up the guitar? You know, I don't know. You know, I, I, I definitely grew up in a, a musical family. Uh, uh -huh. We grew up in church. I grew up in church, you know, and we were playing. And I think that's a lot of where that playing comes from, is, is church, church, you know. Playing. Right. And um, uh, But at the same time, I'm, I'm listening to, like, real heavy music I guess like a lot of people nowadays you know I guess it's not the did you play in church a lot I did starting I at age 12 13 yeah 13, 13 14 did uh, your family members play or you yeah my dad plays bass uh, he sang my cousins played my uncles played you know everybody kind of just played or sang and um, and then I, later on I started you know getting out and playing in different places in you know around town started playing with different choirs and groups around town um I think my first like professional gig was a gospel gig. It was um, Tremaine Hawkins, wow. and I was like twenty or something like that. Something Isn't that, like that amazing? The power of music. You're like doing gospel gigs and Death Angel inspired stuff. Yeah, Probably. yeah, <laughs> I mean, man. It's 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 weird, you know. And I think I think that's why the the thing with knives was hit me so. I mean, I, we we were just on the bus, and me and Ricky always jamming on stuff, you know. We we're, I was like, man, we should just really like. We should like do something. Let's, you guys have little amps on the bus, or yeah, we had those little oranges, man. We just yeah. crank them. Everybody loved us, I'm sure. Yeah, they like <laughs> these guys are awesome. <laughs> but we have a backstage cranked. <laughs> I, you know, I used to tour with that JGB, which has which had four members of the Jerry Garcia band. Oh. And there's two gospel singers. One of them is Gloria Jones, a lover to death. Yeah, yeah. And I used to always noodle up on the front of the bus, you know, yeah. with the unplugged. And one day I said, you know what? I'm going to get a little practice amp and have it on the bus up here. She said, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. forget that line. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. So you guys are rocking out on the bus and you're making, coming up with this new sound. Yeah, you know, because I think me and Ricky are really similar. We have a similar um, 
uh, appreciation for music, you know, and, and and he's like a encyclopedia man. Dude can play you any riff at any point. He might have learned it when he was ten. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I saw play him playing it. Mean Street on Instagram or something. Bro, just out of no, like out of nowhere, you can just ask him to play something. He'll play it. It's crazy. But I, you know, we were we were just writing and uh, we we did the record with Spanky. Um, he's the other member of Knives. The uh, he was playing drums with Gaga at the time, and we just did songs every hotel room in different cities. We'd go to the studio, and uh, Fine Print was the first one we ever completed. So you literally would book a pro studio and track a tune while on the road yeah that's so smart and then in the hotel rooms we had our campers and we had like little amps we tried all kinds of stuff you know combinations of things um and uh, all the, you know bring our pedal boards and uh it got more and more elaborate as we went along <laughs> and we finally came back when we got back to la um all along i'm sending it to my friend jay who's the uh the lead singer yeah and yeah. i've um i've known him forever and he's an amazing uh, underground hip hop artist, like incredible writer, incredible singer, rapper. Like the dude is a genius. And uh, we'd been just known each other forever. We had been in separate groups and played, you know, separate things. We'd always talked about doing a project. And uh, I sent him fine print. The first one was just instrumental at the time. And he wrote to it, and we were just like, oh man, we got a band, dude. That's- we're about to do it. So we just went full out, did a record took about a little over a year to make just because of the you know our touring schedules and everything and and uh yeah man i i i love it it's like right now that's all i want to do <laughs> like honestly yeah. man it's like this thing where i'm i've almost reconnected with i don't know being out here you can get so lost you know you just in los angeles at, yeah you're chasing after everything man you're trying to make especially trying to make a mu- uh, money as a musician or living you definitely are like splitting yourself into so many things you know and yeah. sometimes it's, it, you lose focus on what you know you really love about music or love about playing and um it's it's hard to find things that you feel real 100 percent about you know purity about and yeah. that's that's how i feel, I feel about the band Straight i feel from like the heart just, just yeah it's, this is what we want to do I think I think people will like it, but I, I, don't, I didn't make it under that. I just want to make something that I, I was in love with, you know? How are you afraid? You got grenades. You the one in that camouflage. All we got are these cameras, huh? Dude, I love it because awesome. And I think again, some of that Bay Area thing where, where there's the hard rocking kind of like there's like a little bit of like you know, mosh energy or yeah, headbang, sure. but there's also the funk and the groove and the great drummer underneath yeah, it yeah, all. Yeah, it's incredible, dude. Yeah, yeah, like I love that sound. Spanky in that environment, you know. I've always heard Spanky in like a gospel or R&B environment, you know, which he just slays, you know. But I, I was like, man, it'd be cool to hear you, like in this, you know. And that some of my favorite bands, like you know, of course, like those bands you said, or, or like Living Color, back in the day, or um, Infectious Grooves, who I was, 
I got a chance to you know be a part of for a while, man. I think that you bring like different approaches, you know. And then Jay on top, Jay is just murdering yeah, the vocals, bro. <laughs> he should say that's when we knew when he sent it the first thing back. I was like, uh oh, we gotta we I'm about to put everything into this. And we came back home, we tracked all the vocals, and and uh, you know, yeah, just now we're just trying to write new songs and and really get get yeah. on the road and play shows man i think that's our yeah. next step you know and get I, the record out to everybody you your your only curse is that you're a professional musician in high demand and everyone's going to be you're going to have all the other tours getting in the way <laughs> that's i mean that's a yeah i mean there's definitely the the juggling of the two you know what i mean yeah yeah and i think that's that's the other weird part about for me now too is how do you sometimes uh, things are deemed successful or unsuccessful now. I think that's such a major part of m- music, you know. I guess, maybe it always has. Maybe I'm just more, more aware of it now. But yeah. I'm like, man, if I love to do it, I'm gonna continue to make records, Knives records, forever. Whether it, I'm just gonna. I like to do it, man. It's like a something that really speaks to me, you know. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed when I met you and first jammed that. You know, you had a Telecaster playing all these really great lines and stuff, but I wouldn't have thought that you were necessarily in the sort of awesome punk funk oh, yeah, pop man. sort of thing. I love it, man. <laughs> it's great, dude. People, yeah. are, people are so full of surprises. It's called X and O's. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah, got um, um my good friend Mike Muir from Suicidal is uh, on vocals as well. You know, for that, for this record, we did use this quite a bit. The, uh... the uh, Vic Commander. Oh yeah, can I hear a little bit more of that? How do you use that pedal? Oh man, what's the, the Vic one Commander? With? I want to always want to get one of those.
thing is it's so cool. I man. love the way it sort of cuts out, like you were saying. Yeah, I like it. It's it's play a groove underneath it and you can play a part on top I don't know for sure yeah Partner Monty. Nice to, nice to meet you. I've heard, heard, it out, huh? heard yeah, some man. good things about you. Oh, thanks, yeah. Man. Yeah, we're just uh, wrapping up pretty close, I guess. Yeah, but sure, but he showed me the bit commander. Oh, money here right in the house hey if, if he wasn't here and I were to ask you what you like about Tim as a guitar player and you've worked with him a whole bunch is there anything you would want to say about him uh, I would say versatile versatile I have to describe him in one word not that you asked me that but definitely no, yeah. versatile very versatile I agree man yeah. <laughs> it's so full of surprises Amazing. man it's like one yeah. minute we're doing country or Joe Walsh or yeah. this or yeah. jazz anyway 
man. What are some of the funnest projects you guys have done together? Man, we've done a lot, man. Yeah. We, um, touring and recording. Yeah, touring. We, we did we, Jessica Simpson. We did. Je- first, I was telling him, yeah, we did Jessica first, Simpson first. First tour. And we just got off the Rihanna tour together. Yeah, we did Rihanna yeah. almost, almost all year last year. And all over the world, right? Yeah, a lot of fun yeah. in that tour. Yeah. <laughs> what was the craziest moment on, on oh, Rihanna man. Stadium uh, Tour? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even I know. know, man. We had a lot of crazy moments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys ever had, had a few too crazy I ones? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still recovering right. from it. Like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Man. On stage or off? Stage, what are we talking bro. about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. We were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. You yeah. guys ever have any Spinal Tap moments up there? Where you know everything? Usually things go right, but sometimes things go crazy up oh, there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Especially were, with that amount of shit that's happening. There's, there's, yeah. there's definitely been a couple. Of any any comedy moments you can share? I don't know. We had a <laughs> yeah. we had a garbage can underneath yeah. the stage, bro. You had a garbage can beneath the stage? Yeah, man. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, like for just for just pissing, man. I, I went every night. Like really? I was like, fuck, man. I gotta go again. Damn it. That's crazy. So you just like it's right behind the. the no, you know what the craziest part of it is? Is like. Like, dude, we did. We played some big rooms with her because she's, you know, she's yeah. huge. This will be like, like fifty thousand, sixty thousand people out there, and you can yeah. hear them screaming. And the, it was so close to the front of the stage. The front of the stage kind of is like it's like there's you can't really see. They can't see in, so I have to go underneath the stage. Oh, yeah. And I'm like pissing, like, but I can hear like 50,000 people. Yeah, <laughs> right there. yeah I'm like, man, yeah. this is strange. Like, I don't. So you confused get by what's happening <laughs> you still playing your wireless you're still right. playing your part yes I got the ears on no I think the best part about touring though with like in different things like this is uh, is like what I was talking about like the friendships you in the, that you make and the bands yeah. everybody has talkback mics like these and the All only right. people that can hear the talkback mics are us right and generally the front of house yeah. you know now, what are they you usually used for? Oh like man, you, like oh, this part is coming up, or are you telling your tech, "Hey man, my MD guitar's not working. My guitar's not working. I need this, or I need this." Right. But well, the, we were totally yeah, the rest of the time, it's <laughs> so, just yeah. a full-blown comedy show, bro. <laughs> yeah, singing, talking about, talking bad about each other. You know, just all kind of stuff, man. Talk. It's it's a comedy show. That's great, man. The front house ended up recording it, so I think yeah, he has some great. serious blackmail. Or yeah, yeah. There's some blackmail yeah. out there from you guys. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was good times, though, man. I mean, that's that's really what touring is at the end of the day. Like even recording, you know, like the bonds that you make. That's what makes I think music fun for me, man. It's just like the camaraderie, the, the friendship. I think that's what like the vibe is. It's it's beyond right. just notes and rhythms, man. That's that's you awesome, know. man. Well, thanks for uh, doing this interview. Yeah, man. Shit. Yeah, definitely. And so quickly, I barely readjusted after landing home from oh, yeah. the big game the other day. Yeah, so man. Before we go, I'd just love yeah. to hear what your main guitarist, like I saw a picture from Energy Stadium. You're standing out there in the field before the game, and you got oh, two yeah. guitars in your hands. What What were those? Man, one's a, a Dunable that I'd never played before. Uh, a good friend of mine, um, this guy named Rich, he, he, he told us, me and Ricky, he was saying, man, there's a a guy, a good friend of his from a band called Intronaut, uh, who I wasn't familiar with at the time, who I totally am now, they're incredible. Um, he's like, he makes guitars as well. So I said, oh yeah, that's cool, whatever, man. I'll check it out, you know, I don't know. I usually like more, you know, tellies and right. standard, like 
you know, Les Pauls and Strats and stuff like that. But that thing was incredible, dude. It plays so well. It's so well built. Or the other oh. one was a Supro. Oh, sweet, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah I, I took silver it, pick guards on there and stuff, one of those? That's the Dunable. It's incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, like, it's really, neat. really well made. Um, I'm playing so. those. I'm playing a couple Nash guitars that I've played yeah. for, like, probably 10 years now. I love Nash. Nash is the shit. I, so many great guitars that are tell that are Fender inspired. Yeah, I'm playing the, the Sir, Sir today. Man. What is this one you're playing? It's a TMG, which is an yeah. incredible company. You know, um, uh, it's really, really they make some yeah. great things. It's probably my favorite Tele that I own. I would say it is. Um, my general setup now is Supro, Kemper, uh, TMG, Nash, yeah. Gibson. What's what's on your board today? Just so you can just list through it. Oh yeah, um, I'm a big fan of uh, the Earthquaker stuff. I yeah. feel like they're making some amazing shit, man. Yeah, the Earthquaker things, um, like the Bit Commander, I like the Organizer. I like the, um, this one. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. This one, the um, Dispatch, Mas- Dispatch Master is incredible, dude. It's just a delay right. reverb, but it's so, it's so right. usable, man. You can use it for so many things. They have the coolest company, I think. Uh, my buddy, a good friend of mine, uh, has a company called Oddfellow. I don't know if you've heard of Caveman. Or or the or the um, the bishop and he's putting out a new compressor, but his stuff is man. The K man is out of here. Mine is on the road right now, coming back home. And I got some TMG pedals uh, that I use. The drive. Um, this is a David Ryan Harris drive. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Guitar player, singer, incredible dude, man. Wow. He played with John Mayer for years, but a host of other people too. But this is his signature. And the Selma is kind of like a boost, and of course I use like the exotic boost. Um, what's yeah. it called? The uh, EP. The EP booster. And, and then uh, got the even tide, which I have no idea how to use. So that's <laughs> <laughs> a deep pedal. It's really, I a have a shit. fucking plethora of those pedals. I don't know how to use, man. Like the Strymon stuff. It's so I know it's so good and it sounds so good. I just, yeah. I don't know. I think I need to take a course on it. I didn't need to give a course on that. Yeah, well, they should, right? They they would happily do that for you, man. You got the Ernie Ball volume that you were using earlier. Sounds so sweet. Yeah, I've been yeah. pretty much had those forever, you know. And it's amazing to me that you do these gigs where you don't get your gear back for, like you're saying with, with that one Rihanna tour. You still it took you months it, to get your shit back, or yeah, man. Like I, they slow boated that one, bro. Because our last gig we did was in Dubai, and that was oh, wow. our, our not Dubai. What's it called? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi and that was when was that November was it November it was in November dude I'm going to get my gear today it's fucking February <laughs> man <laughs> well I'm gonna let you get to it man that's crazy that's but, crazy yeah, man thanks again brother hey man hopefully some of that stuff is good Wow, Tim Stewart, his life, amazing, the things that he does. And I think his life really does embody that sort of split life that truly professional musicians, sometimes musicians you may never have even heard of, but they're so damn good, the life that they lead, where one half of their life they're with their family and their children, and then the other half they're doing music all over the place. And in that other half, the musical half, that's also fragmented as well, where they have one universe here with one artist, another universe here, another universe in their studio. I'm so glad Tim has knives. 
because that is just so close to his heart. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please head to iTunes and write a review. I guess that really helps us. Thanks again to Audio-Technica and the E-Series in-ear monitoring headphones win the top of the line E70. It could be yours just by going to guitarplayer.com slash Tim Stewart and putting your name in the hat. Thanks to Guitar Player Magazine and guitarplayer.com for supporting the show and also to Zoom for the H6 recorder that I used to record the show. I was once again thrilled to bring you another lifer, Tim Stewart. That's right, he's a lifer. That's what I call him. He's going to be doing music his whole life. And I hope you are too. My name is Jude Gold. Thanks for listening. Keep it alive to you, 95.